this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology Podcast and NorthNodeAstrology.com. And today uh, we're going to go a little deeper and we're going to be talking about linking the houses, the signs, and the planets. Uh, but essentially, it's more about how to look at your chart and find what is happening with you now to uh, some of the secrets of the astrologers. You know, we're not going to be able to go into it in great depth, but we're going to give you uh, an idea about how to do this. And if you have an astrology chart there, I'd say bring it out and take, it, take a look at it. Um, if you don't, you can maybe take a few notes, particularly if you're curious at the subjects that I bring up, everything from relationship issues to when to know when to move, or if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling stuck, uh, where to look in the chart. And of course, when you're talking about where to look in the chart, you're looking at the houses, okay? So I'm just briefly going to mention the houses before we start on this uh, and of course, this is from the book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, and that's on Amazon. And I think for this kind of book, it's always best to have it in paperback because it has, you know, charts and graphs and, and you can go back to it and find what you're looking for. Um, but anyway, uh, since we'll be talking about where to look for some issues, uh, the first house starts, if you think of the uh, the chart as a, a clock, and it starts at nine o'clock, uh, and it goes between nine and eight, and it goes that counterclockwise around the whole clock. So between nine and eight is house number one, between eight and seven is number two, between seven and six is number three, between six and five is number four, and all the way around to back to number 12, uh, which is between 10 and 9 o'clock. So you start there on the left corner. And the first house has to do with your, your I'm going to lay, just lay it out right now. Okay, the first house has to do with your personality, um, who you are. The second is your possessions, your resources, your value, your self-worth. The third house has to do with siblings, uh, your communication style, learning, the mind. The fourth has to do with your family of origin, uh, nurturance, ancestral roots, the mother. The uh, fifth house uh, has to do with creativity, love affairs, self-expression, leisure, romance. The sixth has to do with uh, work, health, service, skillful activities. Uh, the seventh is about close partnerships and agreements. The sex, uh, eighth house has to do with sexual intimacy, other people's money, uh, death and rebirth, the occult. Uh, the ninth house has to do with um, traveling, philosophy, teaching, the law. The tenth has to do with career. Uh, mastery of something, the father. Um, the 11th has to do with the collective mind, the internet, humanitarianism, alternative technologies. And the 12th is the house that I say Carl Jung built because it has to do with mysticism, dreams, the collective unconscious, and 
inner undoing. Okay, so um, a lot of interesting things to bring up today. I once gave gave a course just on, on this, what we're going to be talking about today. So um, some of it you'll probably get right away, and some of it, you know, you, you might have to go back to, but it will be here. And I'm also going to ask you, folks, if you are liking um, some of these podcasts, I would love to hear from you some more. Um, let me know. Give me some encouragement to keep doing them. I, I am enjoying them, but I don't get a whole lot of feedback. I haven't actually provided a way to get a lot of feedback from you. But I know that you can do something on the Apple Podcast site. If you look at the where the iTunes are and put in podcasts, you'll find uh, uh, the Apple Podcasts for uh, these shows, and you can write a review or put some stars up. That would be wonderful. I think you can do it on the other uh, podcast stations too, like Spotify and Stitcher and so forth, but I don't know how to do it, but I bet you do. So let me hear from you. So, all right, let's get into this and looking forward to today. What's happening to me now and how to find it in your chart? What's happening to me now? This is what we ask the astrologer or ourselves in times of change. By looking at the transits of the outer planets, you get a glimpse into the climate of the time and unique insights into what's happening to you now. Transits are used to make predictions of things happening to you in the outer world. However, by looking at the progressions of the inner planets as well, you get an idea of what's happening emotionally inside of you, your evolving self. Astrologers focus on the transits of the slower-moving planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, as they are the more powerful, slow, and noticeable ones, especially when they hit a personal planet or an angle in your chart. So that's what we're going to look at here, these transits. So there's two parts to this chapter of this book, and this is from Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, and it's from Chapter 8, and we're looking at transits and progressions, and I'm essentially going to be reading to you just about half of this uh, chapter um, where you can actually you know, listen to this and go to your chart, and you may be able to answer some of these questions. So uh, the first part here about the transits is about the questions people often ask and where and how to look for them in your chart. And the second part is more of a reference cookbook for you to look at uh, from time to time when you need a little reminding of how to play out these transits optimally and how they can be problematic and a few ideas on how to work with them. So if you think after listening to this that the book is going to be helpful to you if you're learning astrology, you're at that point, I think... Um, I think you'll find it very useful. I mean, I share everything that I know in this book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, down to the software programs I use, who I studied with and studied with, and um, all kinds of hints for you. But uh, I think it's important, and it's on Amazon. 
of course. Anyway, back to the story, the book. Remember that there are always several things happening at the same time. And like a good weather forecast, the art of astrology reading is to be able to analyze the parts into the whole. These outer planet transits or weather patterns usually last for a couple of months to even a couple of years in the outer planets. If you know what planetary transit is hitting a personal planet on your birth chart for you now, well, here's a quick and easy guide to help you figure it all out. So where do I look in the chart for what's happening? What transits or houses should I look in? This is just a partial list coming up here and a few suggestions of where to look in the chart for what you want to know. Regardless of the question, transiting planets going through a house will influence it. And if there are already planets in the birth chart in the house, they will all impact you in that part of your life. So remember, too, that the chart must be looked at holistically. All the planets and houses will influence each question. The examples below are coming up are just a taste of some of the things astrologers look for when asked questions. We all have our own questions and can use the, the knowledge of our own chart and transits to help us learn. Okay, the first one, if you're feeling stuck or depressed, look to the transiting planets in the 6th house of health or the 12th house of the deep psyche or to the 1st house, which describes us. Look also to see if Saturn is close to the nadir of the chart. That's the very bottom between the 3rd and the 4th house because the 4th house is the beginning of a new Saturn cycle. And what, when you're at the end of something, you'll often feel stuck, more critical of yourself or others, or depressed. Saturn in the 5th makes it harder to have fun. So if any planet, uh, if, if any outer planet, Saturn, Pluto, or Neptune aspects, one of your personal planets, the personal ones are the Sun, Moon, Venus, and Mars, uh, or is going over the angles of your chart, your body and psyche will need time to get accustomed to an upcoming transformational change. So the first reaction of the body is often to feel stuck or depressed. This is this is either at the end of the cycle and, and before the new has begun. This is in the liminal stage, the in-between stage of things. And Saturn also in the 12th can be one of the more difficult transits because so much is unconscious. That's what I call the house that Carl Jung built or, um, because he talked about the deep psyche and the collective unconscious. So Saturn going through the 12th is uh, the graduate school of the soul and always a good time for psychotherapy. And any, uh, you know, Saturn, Pluto, or Neptune transit in the sixth house can also reflect this mood. So when you're feeling stuck, there can be quite a number of reasons why. These are just a few of them. But you know, it's good to know a few places first to look in the chart. And the sixth and the twelfth house, the first house, and the nadir are powerful places to look for that. Sometimes it can actually mean you're, 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 if it's in the sixth house, for example, you might physically not be feeling good. And that's a reason for a depression. 
Okay, well, what if you're wanting to know if you should leave your job? Planets in the 10th house and the 6th house, uh, this is interesting because the 6th rules both the health and the work houses, um, but planets in the 6th and the 10th house rule our working life. So you, if you have a planet coming into or leaving one of those houses, then look to the nature of that planet. In other words, if Jupiter is going into one of them, you're likely to have many opportunities for other jobs if you decide to leave your current job. that's That means that there is abundance out there for you. It means you're, you're more likely to be lucky if Saturn, for example, is going into the sixth, or, I mean, Jupiter is going into the sixth or the 10th the house. It could also mean a turnaround in your current job for the better. Jupiter generally creates abundance, opportunities, and sometimes wealth. Whereas if Saturn or Pluto is entering uh, the 10th or the 6th house, you may either uh, become more successful in your current job or career because of increased work and increased uh, uh, effort put into it, or it may be a call for you to do something else. This is a tricky one, as you, you either go deeper with Saturn and Pluto, or you leave to find the job or career that you, you are better suited for. Now, what if you're wanting to know if you should leave your partner? This is a question that is often in the back of some of the people that I do readings for. When any planet goes in or out of the house, of a house, the uh, energy of that planet is activated. If there are already planets in that house in the birth chart, then look to see how they are aspected to the rest of the birth chart. Challenging transiting planets, particularly Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, will awaken those energies in the relationship. Now, the seventh house is the relationship house. And uh, in terms of one-on-one relationships, okay? Uh, if we want to be a little bit broader, we could say the fifth house has to do uh, with love affairs, the se- seventh house with committed one-on-one relationships with anybody, and the, and the eighth house has a sexual intimacy connotation with it, the fifth, the seventh, and the eighth. Now, let's take, for example, if you have Uranus going into the seventh house, you're likely, um, that's going to incline you to seek a little bit more freedom and personal space within your relationship. And if there have been previous interpersonal problems, it could cause an unexpected breakup or radical change. Um, You could also uh, prove this wrong. You could just say to your partner, hey, let's turn that extra room in the attic into a working space for me so that I can go up there and have some quiet, free time for myself to to do yoga or to, you know, work on my computer. Taking the space and time for yourself with Uranus in the seventh house. Simple things like that can often, you know, keep a relationship together. So these are just little little hints of things. I know it's so much more complicated, but this this is one of the primers for it, okay? Um, as much as I can give you in a little bit today. 
So if you're wanting to know when you'll meet a partner, again, we look to the relationship houses, the the seventh and eighth, eighth house, and also include the fifth house of romance, pleasure, creativity, and love affairs. Transiting Jupiter in um, these houses often bring an opportunity for connection with others. And aspects between Venus and the outer planets increase this likelihood. You know, Venus is the relationship planet, including such aspects as the progressed sun conjuncting Venus or transiting Neptune to Venus or even uh, transiting Jupiter to Venus. Aspects between Pluto or Uranus to Venus can bring intense, juicy, and transformative relationships but maybe they're not as much in the marriage category. Uh, but who knows? They can often evolve into that. What about if you're wanting to know if it's a good time to travel? Here we look at the ninth house for long journeys and the third house for shorter journeys and travels. Almost any planet going through the ninth house can be good uh, or at least transformative as it awakens your desire to learn about other people and cultures, whether that is your intent or not. So look to the ninth house first and then to the third house for travel. What about if you're wanting to know if it's a good time to marry? Well, some astrologers focus on this altogether about finding the right time to marry. And of course, that's what they do in India all the time. And I don't put a lot of stock in this one. Um, You can, in fact, I have married under some, uh, not what a traditional Indian Vedic astrologer would have called good aspects, but they've been good for us. So it's so much a personal thing. Maybe it's because my husband and I um, work together as well. So we have some Saturn aspects between us that um, maybe speak to that working part of our relationships. And I've often found that Saturn aspects between two people will work as a glue in their relationship. It's it's very often seen um, a Saturn Venus, a Saturn Moon, something like that when you compare two charts of two people because that's Saturn. It 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 keep it's it keeps you together. Um, but anyway, transiting planets going through the seventh house are best for committed relationships, and even the more challenging planets can be good. Saturn, for example, can bring a person to a more serious intention to find and commit to a marriage. Transiting planets such as Jupiter and Neptune, if they're in a trine or easeful relationship to the natal chart, it is helpful. Progressed Venus to your sun, moon, Venus, or Mars can be a marker of good timing if these planets are aspected. What about if you're wanting to know about your health and when it's going to get better? Now, you can look to the first and sixth houses for health issues, even the twelfth house of the deep psyche, because it rules the unconscious. Usually when planets leave these houses, you feel better. So transiting planets through these houses can stir up body reactions. Even Jupiter can be a problem if it's aspecting Venus in your natal chart, as it can tend towards gaining weight or diabetes. And it's a difficult 
planet when it's in the first, second, and sixth house if you're trying to lose weight. Neptune transiting the sixth house can make getting a good diagnosis from a doctor difficult. Uranus can be tricky because it's so unpredictable and erratic. So Uranus conjuncting the sun or opposite the sun can also relate to heart problems, such as an uneven heartbeat, um, arrhythmias. But when Uranus has passed beyond the aspect, sometimes the problem can clear up. What about if you're wanting to know why you're feeling so moody? Well, when we think of moody, we can think of the moon because of the changing emotional nature of the moon. La lune is related to lunatic. Look to where the progressed moon is by sign and house in the lunation cycle. For Now, this is another chart. I've been talking about the transiting chart. There is the progressed chart, secondary progressions. Now, each astrologer chooses what they want. The transiting chart is like the solar return chart, um, and it's similar to the progress chart. They have slightly different implications of them. As I said in the beginning, the progressed is a little bit more speaking about the inner feelings, the inner changes that are going on, and the transits and the solar returns are a little bit about outer changes in the world. But... uh, we wanted to know if you're feeling moody, look at, look to the moon, look to where the progressed moon is by sign and house and, and the lunation cycle. If you like to do that, for example, the progressed moon or the outer planets going through the water houses, that would be the fourth house, the eighth house and the 12th house can revive old memories, stir the emotions and bring up unresolved issues. It's, an opportunity to look at your own um, coping mechanisms. And challenging hard transits of any kind can make us moody. Saturn aspecting the moon and Pluto uh, aspecting the moon can be deep revolutionary times and make one very moody. You may not know what's happening or why. Sometimes an attitude of patience and surrender and perseverance is the only cure. What about if you're wanting to buy or sell a house? Check if Mercury is retrograde. It's not the best time for signing official papers and planets. Uh, Also going through the fourth house because it rules the home. but also, uh, well, no, that's that's a de- debatable. You perhaps um, it can go either way with planets going through the fourth house. When Saturn goes through the fourth house, it actually is a good time to sell. And Jupiter uh, going through the fourth, Tr- but transiting planets in the money houses of the second and eighth house that are challenging might suggest that money isn't plentiful, or you may have difficulty with a mortgage, uh, or even in the timing between selling one house and buying another. Uh, What about if you're confused because you've lost or you're losing your job or marriage and don't know where or how to begin again? This is a good time to start at the beginning and ask yourself the questions that will get you going in a new direction. Take a look at your North Node, your Sun sign, Jupiter and Saturn. What are they saying? The North Node should be suggesting what you need to do in order to be happy. What is it? 
it's of a psycho-spiritual nature. Uh, don't dismiss that. It's it's important. It, it's entwined in in f- issues of fate and destiny as well. Now, the progressed son describes who you've become or evolved into, and the natal sun is where you are most yourself. Whereas Jupiter falls by house and sign, gives you hints of what you're good at. You need to be in alignment with these. For example, I have the North Node in Taurus in the second house. I need to be self-sufficient instead of relying on other people. I need to feel a sense of security and trust. And with my son in Libra, which is also ruled by Venus, I thrive in an environment that is beautiful and in which I can connect with people often. My Jupiter is in the eighth house in Scorpio, as well as my Mercury, suggesting that I have a desire to dig deeply into issues around life transformation and to communicate them. That's the Mercury. Now, doesn't everyone need that? Um, all these things. It's, it's not as ger- generic as it may sound at first. Look, look again, if, if you're reading um, this book, um, Lifting the Veil, look at the chapter on the nodes and see what is your North Star and how could you get there? The, that's the North Node. What are your gifts with Jupiter? If it's in the fifth house, you'll be graced with a natural creativity in working with children. If it's in the sign of Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus, you're going to do it uniquely and in your own way. And lastly, consider what transiting Saturn is up to. Here is where you may be delayed or stuck uh, and where you need to give some attention to, some dig your heels in and do some work in that area of your life. Is it in the sixth house of health and work? Check in with your doctor if you're not feeling well. Check the routine of your daily life with Saturn in the sixth house. Wherever Saturn is, that area is where you need to focus your energy on now. So look at the outer planets to see if you are at an astrological turning point and what that is about. Maybe compare your chart with your partner's chart and then make a plan for yourself. You have the greatest knowledge of what to do and where to go, and I would suggest you commit to a routine of writing in a journal to let your conscious and unconscious mind play with all the possibilities. You're beginning to get all the pieces of the puzzle together, and so now is the time to write them down, to be your own best astrologer. Well, I hope you've liked this today. I hope you've learned something. And as I said before, I would love to hear from some of you out there. And it seems that the only way to do that right now is by going, if you can find the Apple site, it's not really that hard, but I had a look around for it a little bit at first. And the Apple podcast site, that is the place where reviews are held. Um, Spotify may have a place too, but I only know of the Apple one. And if you uh, want to encourage, uh, give me some feedback, uh, encourage me to keep doing these, would really like to hear from you and any comments. All right, that's all for today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.